I've been on the low, I've been taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It feel like my life ain't mine Who can relate? I've been on the low, I've been taking my time I feel like I'm out of my mind It feel like my life ain't mine I don't wanna be alive I don't wanna be alive I just wanna die today I just wanna die I am not smarter than a seventh grader. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, they want me to find. You're trying to do homework over there. Yeah, I'm over here trying to figure out the the slope and the whatever of an intercept (laughs) of a x and y, and I'm like, come on, bro. I'm making my gray hairs come out. You're in that whole phase, man. I understand it. It's a long time ago for Uh, me now. Fading. Oh, I know. Yeah. So funny, so funny how that that happens. I read that article too on that twelve-year-old. Uh, it's so sad. Mm, it, it's so so sad, and, and that's the part that gets me is that because they're just being bullied, and we kind of had dinner today, and we're trying to talk to them and and see, you know, what is, you know, what are some challenges, and do y'all know of anybody, and you know, it just kind of it's it's really a sad there's a there's a song uh a matter of fact when you called i was kind of trying to read the lyrics and it's uh it's by logic is the artist the name of the song is called tip line and it's a 1-800 tip line for the suicide for suicide tip line and so it's it's the the 1-800 number and i was listening to the lyrics and it's just like yeah I, i don't even want to be alive i don't want to be alive all i want to do is die yeah, and, and they just talk, and it's talking about it because nobody calls and checks on me. I don't, I don't own a home. I've never owned a home. I've, I don't know what it is. Somebody to say me, no one's heroic in my life. Don't even matter. I know it. I know it. I know I'm hurting deep down, but can't show it. I never had a place to call my own. I never had a home. Ain't nobody calling my phone. Where you been? Where you at? What's on your mind? They say every life precious, but nobody care about mine. I've been on the low. I've been taking my time. Like my life ain't mine. Who can relate? I've been on the low, I've been taking my time. I feel like I'm out of my mind. It feel like my life ain't mine. I want you to be alive. I want you to be alive. You don't gotta die today. You hear those lyrics, and it's like, man, it, it, it's sad, you know, but, you know, and it's like I was telling the kids, it's like, you know, I mean, we were kind of there, you know, it's like, you know, so, but the, what's the difference? I was like, you know, we, we had a functional family. We, you know, there's love there, you know, there was love, you know, and a lot of times that's, that's the difference, right? The love, you know, the family and, and you know, like the article says, Hey, don't leave, you know, somebody that's struggling by themselves, you know, if more than any, you know, we've got to rally around those people. 
It's the very first breath when your head's been drowning underwater And it's the lightness in the air when you're there chest to chest with the lover It's holding on though the road's known and seeing light in the darkest things And when you stare at your reflection finding open who it is I know that you'll thank God you I know where you've been, where you are, where you're going I know you're the reason I believe in life What's the day without a little night? I'm just trying to set a little light Alright, welcome to this week's episode of Grace Talks. On the phone, I have with me again, Mr. Tony Garcia. We started a discussion last week, Tony, about brokenness, brokenness in the world, and certainly taking a look at uh, the current state of, of the world and the way in which uh, young people today, as, as a director of Royal Rangers, your ministry specifically is aimed at uh, reaching young young boys young men and uh, many of our local uh, churches and local leaders obviously uh, have to deal with the young uh, young adults young people both men young young boys and young women young girls and so uh, we know that the topic that we wanted to discuss this week is uh, one of the areas of brokenness is certainly the the struggle that young people face that people face that can come from past failings or tragedies which then lead uh, to to depression some people get depressed because sometimes that's that's the way they're they're wired sometimes there's uh, medical conditions that can cause this depression and sometimes there's just no clear explanation as to why a person is depressed. And I think growing up in, in the church, it certainly was not a word that we threw around. Uh, it's not, you know, nobody in our churches wanted to, quote, confess uh, something like that because then it just felt like they would they were failing or not living up to living a victorious Christian life. And so certainly it made it hard to have those discussions. But in uh, in our expanded world today of the internet and YouTube and everything else certainly those things have come to the foreground and as we've had discussions this week and as we have seen in the headlines a lot of discussions about um, the kind of emotional uh, struggles that people have both believers and non-believers so one we wanted to kind of give some some have a discussion about things that can help uh, five ways to help people who are struggling in the, in this manner and so uh, we wanted to open up with that this idea of brokenness and how things are not how they were meant to be and uh, and so there continues to be this this uh, struggle with mankind or with uh, within our society that's very prevalent today uh, whether it be cyberbullying or you know whatever it leads or like you had mentioned you know, that's something that's clinically proven that, hey, this person needs, uh, you know, medication or needs, you know, you know, to seek care uh, from a physician. And, uh, and, and absolutely, no, no doubt, I mean, the clergy is there to, to help us from a spiritual standpoint. But, you know, there's a difference as well from a clinical standpoint as well where, uh, we do, you know, God's given us, you know, wisdom and knowledge and uh, to be able to, to handle that uh, that area of, 
uh, that, that may be chemically imbalanced or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, uh, but but uh, yeah, so we have to be open-minded that that this uh, phenomena or this idea of you know being clinically depressed exists, and, yeah. and it, it exists within the church, you know, and uh, and this is uh, you know one of the things that that comes to mind is just you know even grieving uh, as as it is, um, you know we we just as a Western society we have a problem with grieving. We just we suppress it. We uh, we don't call it. I'm in mourning. We you know when some one of our loved ones dies, it's a celebration of life, which should be a celebration. But you know we're grieving. You know, and yeah. uh, and it's something that we as a society have to you know understand that that and that's okay. You know, biblically from a biblical standpoint, you know, rejoice when you know we rejoice with those that, that are in you know there's a season for that. And mourn with the people that are mourning. You know, there's a season for that, and I think we, as a Western culture, it's like everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be, you know, uh, great, and you know we got to be happy all the time. And and unfortunately, it's that's not uh, how we as humans are designed or to to be. You know, yeah. one of the ways in which we can help, and and again speaking uh, personally, like I said, uh, the idea of there is a connection to physical health and, and spiritual health. When we're working with, with people in the church, local ministries, especially young people, making, you know, taking a look at, at the connection between the physical and, and the spiritual. And so uh, there, are, there are actually, you know, things that can affect people that, if, you know, we know if we get exercise, if you exercise, it actually makes you feel, feel better, you know, emotionally and Sure. And uh, mm-hmm. spiritually, and then as you said, kind of a, a second point of, of help is the Psalms are, are covered with it. This this idea of of of, of mourning. And I think the the I remember hearing a, a message, you know, uh, concerning uh, uh, mourning, and so this idea of almost a, a liturgy of of mourning, and this idea that yeah that sometimes we know we, because we live in a broken world uh, the church should be a place where uh, brothers and sisters young people can come and have a place for us to mourn with them you know maybe there there was maybe there was a loss maybe there was a past failing and uh, or a past tragedy and we can come around and, and put our arms around them you know let them know we're praying for them pray with them and and uh, give them an, a, a a time time to, to to mourn, and I think that can be very helpful. And I think maybe for some in our in our church growing up, that was an that it just didn't always feel like it was allowed or it wasn't. Again, this idea of weakness—you you didn't want to show weakness, and if you were, sure. you know, if th- these areas felt like you were you were quitting or not, or giving up or something wasn't right about you but i think uh the scriptures certainly give us a place for mourning and uh and i think that's you know something for us to be very um, knowledgeable of and again the the psalms are are full of of people uh, in the old testament david and others who who mourned and grieved you know even our lord and savior himself wept over the brokenness, yes. you know, in particular, I think of, you know, the shortest 
passage in, in the New Testament where Jesus comes and his friend Lazarus, who had been dead for four days, and the scripture says Jesus wept. And uh, that the translation of that into, you know, to the original language is this idea of not this Jesus who's just got a tear in his eye, but this almost howling cry of Jesus, partially angry at, at death and um, and what the brokenness that entered the world. And uh, even our Lord and Savior uh, grieved. And obviously he came to do something about it. But nonetheless, he still demonstrated uh, that uh, that emotion that came with understanding that this world was broken. The other help we can give to our people on local churches who are struggling, uh, maybe to to spend obviously to spend spend time with them, and I think that's where uh, Royal Rangers and a ministry like Royal Rangers is all about spending time with young men, uh, young young adults who are training in the leadership but part of that training and leadership is this form of discipleship that comes with literally hanging out going camping uh, and you can share a couple more things about how uh, what role rangers really how it comes to play in in, in this right and, and one of the things that you know there's so many of course you know when we're talking and uh, of course you know you think uh, you know lamentations you know, the book of yes. you know there's a book full of you know uh, of this lamenting that's going on, and and uh, and so uh, even through our you know all the worship songs or Christian songs that we hear on the radio, it, I mean only four. I mean I heard this statistic the other day that only four percent of all Christian worship has refers to lamenting or, or mourning, mm-hmm. uh, and. and and that's something that, you know, we just, again, going back to the point, we just don't do good when it comes to um, mourning or, you know, death or uh, facing these, you know, tough issues or struggles. And uh, so, uh, but, but yeah, and no doubt, I mean, spending time with loved ones, spending time with family, spending time with, you know, fellow believers, yeah. people that have shared, you know, uh, you know, death, people that have faced the loss of a loved one, people that have faced uh, challenges, uh, jobs, uh, unemployment, you know, that that's why the scripture says, do not forbid, you know, the, the you know, the coming of saints, right? They're yeah. joining the, the assembly, assembly of saints. And, and so we hear that and, and, and it just reminds us and it just speaks to this idea of spending time with those that we know that are hurting and uh and and, and really um being a witness to them and being being genuine first yeah. and foremost and and uh making sure that they that they have somebody that that empathizes with them and and, and, and will cry with them yeah. not try to fix the problem but that will just i i cry because you're crying and and uh man you know and that's sharing you know sharing you know sharing that that burden together and you know you know again that uh, there's another scripture that just kind of comes off the pages and you know um you know come to me those who are heavy laden or burdened and and, and uh and i'll give you rest 
you know, Christ is saying, hey, I am your rest. I am your Sabbath. I am your, you know, the shoulder to cry to, yeah. and, and I, I'm the one that you can cry on. And uh, and so those, those are good. Uh, that's why we need uh, the coming of saints together so we can encourage one another, uh, lift one another up, and, and, and cry with one another, yeah. you know? Yeah, and then, you know, we remind them uh, the, the, the next way we can help them is reminding them of what is good uh, in the world and because when when someone is down they only feels like they only see their their problems and the the brokenness around them and so the ability for them to get an outside perspective helps them recognize that that there is something more than their their world that they're seeing now and they they get now a fresh perspective and they they can see something that's good and and true the good the beautiful and the true and that's always kind of driven driven me even as for me as an artist i've always i've always strived to do to put things out in the world that can highlight the good the beautiful and the true and that's uh every you know everywhere i go as a as a filmmaker i strive to create stories that can can draw that out if uh you know if i hear music when a person is struggling going through stuff emotionally being being there for them to help them see the good things the the truthful things the beautiful things in the world is is something is is something very you know very helpful and i know in my own life in my own struggles uh, in the years that's that's certainly been what god has done he's brought people in my life that remind me of those things and let me look outside the little bubble that I may have may have been in and uh, that's that's certainly one way and like again when we're we're dealing with young people in the church when we're dealing with people uh, they 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 need that from our local leaders they need a, they, a, a church is a great place for young people to come and now get a perspective on the world one we get to be truthful with them and admit with them that yes, the world is broken, but we also get to come and give them a fresh perspective that in, in the eyes, uh, with the eyes of faith, through the eyes of faith and with the help of God and God's spirit, this is not uh, the way it has to be. Like we, God has given us an opportunity to be part of reversing the curse you know yes there Great, there yeah. was a you know there was a fall in us there was a brokenness that happened when adam sinned and we all fell and the world entered into brokenness when the second adam came he was part of a new creation and so as believers and as leaders in the church we get an opportunity to participate in the reverse of the curse and part of that is very practical down on the street you know down down to earth things that we do to now help those in the local in local ministries to show them the goodness yes. the truth the beauty in the world yes and 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 the last and the last point or the last thing you know that um is is getting a routine something that that you know gets gets them back into into normal normalcy and and uh, be able to get them back into uh, a normal pattern of their of their life uh, the stuff that brought joy prior to an event or the stuff that brought joy 
uh, prior to a diagnosis or, or whatever the case may be in that in that area. But uh, routines, you know, is you know something that you know you know like the saying. I hate to sound a cliche, but you know they say that you know the idle mind is a dangerous mind. Well, <laughs> you know it has it has a, in this case, yes. I mean it's uh, it keeps those energies distracted enough so that they can see. Uh, the light of day, they can see the, the a sunset, a sunrise, and uh, and you know that's one of the things that I know people that are depressed. I mean, they, it's like, hey, it's like dark room, quiet, separated, isolated, and and uh, one way to the cure for that is to bring them into the light, bring them among family, bring them among people, get you know help them find that job help them find that uh, career um, and, and help in that area. Yeah. One, as leaders, we should not be afraid to discuss these things. And and we should not be, you know, we should not hold back from being able to, to enter in those conversations, especially in our day and time, you know, because there could be so many people hurting in our churches. And if we're not mindful and aware you know they're they're not gonna th- that sense of them coming uh, to church, especially our young people, and they don't feel comfortable being able to share that they're really deeply struggling with something emotionally. Then you know we we're losing an opportunity to to be to be helpful to them, and I think the more we can uh, let them know that hey we we know that uh, this world is broken, but we want to offer uh what we know comes from our savior is is hope and the standpoint of hope and and that's really been behind these two episodes of brokenness is not so much to concentrate on brokenness but to really talk about what god excels at and that is you know he is the god who is the god of resurrection of restoration and repair and renewal and revival so uh brokenness is real we know that but we also know that god is real and he can he provides provides a way where there can seem to be no way and he can and he meets us right where we're at and that's that's the one thing that has always amazed me about the christian faith that the god of the god of scripture is a god who has entered into our mess (laughs) to put it to put it bluntly he's a god who's entered into our mess why because of his great love and because of that he enters into it so he is no other religion has a god who steps into to the mire and uh, we have a god who walks right in the valley with us and that's why a psalm like psalm 23 yea though i walk through the valley of the shadow of death you are with me and so this idea this god of scripture is this God who has entered into into the darkness, into the mire, and um, and He walks right along with us, and so He is in always in touch with our infirmities, and uh, has made a way out of it. And so I think that's one of the great messages we can provide, and, and hope to provide a hope for local leaders who are having to deal with issues of of this of this matter of brokenness that is real, and we hope that uh, you know we can encourage them today. To, to again be be hopeful in 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 God and the scriptures that God uh, certainly has uh, has made a way for us to 
to be come alongside and pray with them, walk alongside, and, and hopefully per, be a be a, a beacon of of hope. Good, good. Thank you, David. That's good stuff. Yeah. So uh, we have been discussing today an article from Saverio uh, Gonzalez on five five ways to help uh, the depressed among us, and uh, we've enjoyed having this conversation with you today. Until uh, next week, God bless.